very much appreciate the uh, the effort by our dear brother James this morning uh, concerning the love of God being being personal. Um, the Lord loved you before the foundation of the world. The Lord loved you when He gave Himself on the cross, and God's going to have you that He that He loved. You know, the Lord when He was on the cross was not just thinking about like a bag of corn and we were all just kernels of corn and just the bag. No, the Lord saw you as his child. And I've said this many times, if God before the foundation of the world just loved you, he loved you enough to come into the world and die for just you, to save you from the hell that we deserve to heaven above. Now that's personal. And you know, if God just came into the world to save you and no one else, he's still a just God. He didn't owe any man anything. But aren't you glad? Aren't we glad that God's people that he loved is a number that no man can number out of every kindred, tongue, people, nation. It's not just limited to where Bibles are printed. It's not just limited to where the gospel's preached. But God's love is in the four corners of the earth and where God's love is, they're His, and they will be known by Him, meaning they will know Him because He already knows them, and they love Him because He first loved them. Please turn with me to the fifth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. The fifth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. The word Deuteronomy, it means second law. The book of Deuteronomy is about Moses repeating, and you'll notice in Deuteronomy things will be repeated from the book of Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers. While in the wilderness, all those 20 years old and upward, you remember their carcasses fell. They died because they did not please God. And there was a new generation that was raised up that would follow Joshua into the land of Canaan. If you remember in the days of Joshua, they had a circumcision. It says they circumcised again. That's not saying men were circumcised the second time. It's meaning they had a second circumcision service <laughs> where those that were born in the wilderness would be circumcised going into the land of Canaan. The book of Deuteronomy, second law, is where Moses repeats to this new generation those things that he's already said. Second law. Here in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 32, Moses says something to this congregation that's repeated by others in Scripture. And notice with me verse 32, Moses said, Ye shall observe to do therefore as the Lord your God hath commanded you. Ye shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Ye shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you, that ye may live, and that ye may be well, that it may be well with you, that ye may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess. Moses is telling the children of Israel, do what God told you to do. Don't go to the left. Don't go to the right that your carcasses won't fall like these did in the wilderness. That God would bless you with a healthy and prosperous life here on the earth. Don't go to the left. Don't go to the right. You know, we've got a way of saying that ourselves here in the year 2021. It's keeping it between the ditches. 
Turn with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 4. And we have Solomon writing here by inspiration of spirit. Verse 27, and when you read through the Proverbs, read it in, in this manner. It's like Solomon, an old man who has experience with life, talking to his son, Rehoboam, who he's got energy, he's got plenty of gusto, but he doesn't have much wisdom. And Solomon's trying to give his experience to this young man. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 27, Solomon tells Rehoboam, Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Which tells me there's evil on the left hand, there's evil on the right hand. What is he saying? Keep it between the ditches. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. The Lord Jesus Christ here, preaching to the disciples on this mountain, I don't know if you've ever heard this. I heard this when I was a child, this Sermon on the Mount. was to people that were going to hell for them to make a choice for heaven. It's, it's not. Jesus took his disciples into a mount and he taught his disciples, born again children of God, and he's teaching and instructing them concerning this life. And Jesus said in verse 7, chapter 7, verse 13, he tells his disciples... Enter ye in at the straight gate. That's the narrow way. What's the narrow way? Between two ditches. <laughs> For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. There's many children of God that go in the wrong way, in the left and to the right, and they find destruction of their life. And Jesus said, Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way, that between the ditches, which leadeth unto life, and that's a happiness of life, an enjoyment of life. You remember Solomon said in Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 6, Go in the way of understanding and live. Depart from the foolish and live, and go in the way of understanding. And notice, few there be that find it. Jesus said there's few children of God that actually find an enjoyment of life between the ditches. So there's many children of God, according to this, that are in the ditches. Solomon tells Rehoboam, keep it between the ditches. Moses tells the children of Israel, when you go in the land of Canaan, keep it between the ditches. And there's an enjoyment of life found between the ditches. Elder Luke Laird was with us a few weeks ago. I guess it's probably two months ago by now. I love Brother Luke. Uh, sometimes I just call him Elder Pupwood. He just tells it like it is. <laughs> Brother Luke told me one time, I was in Alabama with him, and he told me, he said, you know, Brother Ronnie, what a, what a ditch is? He said, a ditch is really just a grave that has both ends knocked out. If we go to the left or to the right and we fall in those ditches, we're really just in a grave, not enjoying life because it's a grave with two, two ends knocked out. That's what the ditch is. But the Bible calls on us to keep it between the ditches. Fall to the left, don't fall to the right. You know, the devil's temptations, the world's effort is to get us in the ditches of life that we wouldn't enjoy the life that, that we have. All right, and I'm going to give you a couple of ditches, and I'm going to tell you what the Bible has to say about staying between those ditches. Somebody would say, indulge yourself in this work. Enjoy it while you're here. Live life to the fullest. Whatever the world has to offer, go after it. That's a ditch. Another person would say, 
Don't enjoy life. Don't enjoy God's creation. Don't enjoy what the Lord has blessed us to have here on this earth as His children. That's right between the ditches. One says don't enjoy it at all. The other says enjoy it to the fullest. Right between the ditches is somebody that understands we need to put God first and enjoy the things that God's had to give us. Do you know, brothers and sisters, it's, it's not a sin to take a vacation and enjoy the beach. It's not a sin. It's not a sin to go up in the mountains and view what God has given us in the mountains. It's God's creation. It's not a sin to go fishing and, and, and visit the lake. It's, it's not a sin. But it's a sin if we fail to keep God first in doing it. So one person would say, indulge yourself in the world. Another person would say, don't, don't do nothing at all. But there's, there's a way we can live and enjoy what God has to give us. Keeping it between the ditches. When you consider just the events of time and God's dealings with us as his children here in a temporal world, anyone that can read the Bible should understand that God deals with us in an eternal context and God deals with his children in a temporal context. Now, Brother James made reference to the eternal love of God, God loving his children. We can't be separated from that love. God will not cease to love you. And because of that and because of what Jesus did, the wrath of God is not on us in an eternal context. That does not mean that he will not chasten us as his children here in this world if we do wrong. You with me? We've got to keep it between the ditches, all right? One person would take just the events of time in this temporal world and say everything is fixed. It's all fixed. Every step that I take, God before the world determined that I'd make that step. Everything that I say, I mean, I couldn't help but say it. God before the foundation of the world determined that I would say those words. Me meeting each one of you, being the pastor here at Union Grove Primitive Baptist Church, God fixed that before the foundation of the world that I would be here as the pastor. I couldn't make any decision. I'm just, I couldn't help it. I'm just a puppet on the string. Brothers and sisters, that's a ditch. That's not true. Another ditch is, and this is the position of deism, that God made creation and just basically spun it up and he's here on the outside and he's just watching everything happen and God is not having anything to do with anything that happens here in this temple world. Meaning me meeting you, that was just a happenstance. <laughs> me being the pastor at Union Grove Primitive Baptist Church, that's just a happenstance. God didn't have anything to do with it. You know, just, it just happened, the ball just happened to roll in that direction and the Lord's on the outside just watching, you know, just, well, maybe things will turn out all right. Both those are two ditches. Matter of fact, both those positions handcuff God. They, won't, they don't declare God's sovereignty. See, the absoluter that says it's all fixed, God's he's handcuffed. It's all fixed, Brother James. There's nothing that can change in time. God cannot intercede to make any change whatsoever with his providence. Why? Because he's handcuffed, he's already fixed it. Then in deism, he's also handcuffed. He's out here on the outside and everything's just spinning and God's handcuffed. He can't do anything. That's, both those are ditches. The truth is this, this is the truth, that God is sovereign and eternal in heaven and God created this earth and he created man but he gave man a mind, a mind 
And we, the children of God, have a mind and we have two natures and we make choices within those natures. And God is sovereign to intercede or not intercede in the events of time according to his will. God doesn't owe us anything, dear children of God, to intercede and help us. And he intercedes and doesn't intercede according to his will. Brothers and sisters, there's people in this building. I don't think it was just by happenstance that I met you. I think God's providence was involved in that. Now, was it possible for me to maybe go in a different direction when I met you? Yes. But I think God blessed us to meet one another, to know one another, that we can be a blessing to one another. I believe God was involved in that. That's keeping it between the ditches. But that's not saying that God fixed it all. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it was God's will for me to be the pastor at Union Grove Primitive Baptist Church. I do. I believe his providence was involved in that. I believe his providence was involved in us meeting each other a long time ago. I do. I think it was God's providence that I got to meet some of you in, in events and time that would bring us all together. But I could have said no. I could have said no. Do you know when the church called me as pastor, I could have said no. Now, would I have been following God's will, his temporal will for my life? No. But I could have said no. What would I have missed out on? Eternal heaven? No, it wouldn't have changed anything about my eternal home. I'm still God's child. But it would have hindered me from all the blessings that I've enjoyed since I've been here. What's some more ditches we could fall into? Another ditch we could fall into is maybe this ditch saying, concerning eternal salvation, we got to do it all. It's all left up to me. If I don't do it, and I don't do what God says, nobody's going to go to heaven. And it's the same way with the church. There won't nobody be here to church unless I do something. It's all about me. I got It's all my responsibility. It's all on my shoulders. That is a ditch, and it's wrong. The other ditch over here says I ain't got nothing to do. I ain't got nothing to do. God, before the foundation of the world, saved his people. If it's God's will for them to be here at the church, then God will put them here at the church. We ain't got nothing to do. It's all God, all God. Over here says this is all God. This is all me. This is all God. It's all me. I got to do it all. I got to do it all. I got to get people to heaven. I got to preach to them, get them to heaven. I got to do it all in the church. This side over here says it's all God. If they're going to be in heaven, it's going to be all God. If they're going to be here at the church, it's all God. Those two ditches. Here's truth. Eternal salvation, me being God's son, it's all God. It's all by God's grace and by if I stand before you, and my hope is I am, I'm God's child, it's because God loved me before the foundation of the world. Jesus died for me on the cross, and he, by his direct work, has put Jesus, he's in my heart right now. And all I'm doing in my life is showing evidence of him being in, in my life. And my experiences, my spiritual experiences, are only experiences I have in that life he's given me. But there's something for me to do as his child. What's left for me to do? How about preach the gospel and inform the mind of the children of God of the truth to invite people to church? You know, somebody says, I tell you, nobody ever comes to church anymore. I said, do you invite people to church? No. I said, that's the exact reason I'm not coming. <laughs> I know people I invite will come to church. About one every thousand I invite come, Brother James. And I, sometimes I'll invite a thousand a week. I want people to come to church. Why? Because I think church is good for you. I think God will bless us in doing what he commands us to do, that there's two ditches we can be into. Saying it's, it's all of me. Others say it's all of God. No, eternal salvation is all of God. Temporal God calls on us to do things. God's called on you to do something. 
to show forth glory, his glory in your life, to be a servant of him in his kingdom. <clears throat> I said all this to bring us to this. And any preaching should find application in current events. Right now, brothers and sisters, there could be two ditches concerning some events that we've got going on in time right now. I, I usually don't say a whole lot about this subject in the pulpit because I, I know that there's a lot of different opinions. But I want to, I want to speak to you just, just for a minute or two about, about COVID and about the way the world's interpreting COVID. And I think there's two ditches we can be into. One ditch is just a ditch of fear. And they put themselves in a prison and in a cave. And another ditch is not even being concerned at all. And just said, hey, <laughs> if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Those are two ditches. Sometimes people over here in this ditch have put themselves in a cave. Even in a religious context, they're going to use these words. We, sh we shouldn't tempt God. Shouldn't tempt God. These over here, well, in that anyway, you're ungodly if you don't, if, if you got any fear at all about it. Those are both ditches. When you consider tempting God in the Bible, Jesus quoted there from Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 16 in Matthew 4 and Luke 4. It's concerning doing things that God didn't tell us to do. Okay? It's about them when they were there in Exodus chapter 17 and they murmured and complained against God and they tempted God to anger. When the devil tempted Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, he's, he's telling him to do something the Father never told him to do. Like jump off this cliff right here and show us that you're God. Jesus said, why tempt you, God? My Father never told me to do this. I mean, it's, we know that he can't destroy his natural life. Because he's given angels charge of thee, hey, just do this. That's not what he came in the world to do. The Lord didn't come into the world to do things his father didn't tell him to do to prove to the world that he's the son of God. No, he came into the world to do things his father told him to do to give evidence he is the eternal son of God, okay? This other ditch, not worried at all, that's not using your brain. Brothers and sisters, God gave us a brain he gave us some sense. And we should have enough sense to know that viruses in this world are real. You know how long viruses have been in the world since Adam sinned? That's how long they've been in the world. And we're going to have to deal with different viruses as long as we're in the world. I was speaking to a brother before church and we were talking about COVID and I said, look, this is not something that's just going to go away. It's not just going to go away. It's something we're going to have to deal with, okay? How are we going to deal with it? Let's all get in the cave. Let's all get in the cave. And let's all be scared to death. Saying if you do anything different than the cave, you're tempting God, which is actually taking the scripture way out of context. Or we're going to get way over here and say, well, ain't nothing to worry about. You know, hey, it's happy go lucky. We're going to be just fine. No, we've got to stay between the ditches. We're not tempting God when we do what God told us to do. Okay? You're not tempting God doing what God told you, tells you to do. God's commanded us to serve him faithfully. 
But we can serve God faithfully without, <laughs> without being in this ditch, okay? I don't have to be in this ditch to serve God faithfully. We don't have to have a handshake every Sunday to serve God faithfully. We don't have to have lunch one, two, three, four times a month to serve God faithfully. We can serve God faithfully, assemble ourselves together to worship, and be careful knowing, using the brain that God gives us, and stay between the ditches. How many in this building actually agrees with me to some degree in what I'm saying? Maybe you might agree with everything I'm saying. Would somebody amen me if, if you agree with what I said? <laughs> now, what have we been doing here at Union Grove? What have we been doing? If I remember right, we started meeting outside last, last year, out here, and we'd meet. We were being very cautious. We'd meet together. We'd sing. And I'd try to preach for a little while. I, I knew the wind would be blowing. I'd try to cut everything short. I know my folks might be saying, boy, bro, I was really enjoying them sermonettes you were giving. <laughs> That's all right. I can give a sermonette every once in a while. I can. Probably not today. <laughs> but what, what was our practice? What was we doing? We were respecting one another. We was loving one another. We went over here trying to live in cave. But we went over here and said it wasn't nothing to worry about either. We was trying to live between the ditches. Not going to the right hand, not going to the left. Turn with me back to Matthew chapter 7. And this is how we should be approaching this, brothers and sisters. Understanding it's real, but not living in a complete cave of life. There's a difference in dying and just not living. I mean, you can be alive and not be living. Go in the way of understanding and live. All right, Matthew chapter 7. Verse 12. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. What does Jesus say? This is the law and the prophets. All the law can be summarized right there. Summarized right there. Because if you're loving God as you should, you'll love your brothers as you should. If you would do unto others, you'd have them do unto you, you're not going to be coveting his property. I mean, you're not going to be having wicked thoughts against him, being a false witness against him. But we can do to others as we'd have them do unto us. We can be respectful to them and we can stay out of the ditches. The ditches. Now there's a lot of subjects we can go to concerning staying out of the ditches. But I don't have enough time to do that today. And I know if I tried to take all the time of doing that, I'd wear you out. And, uh, and I don't want to wear anybody out. I don't want anybody to go to sleep on me when I'm trying to preach. Because I know you hear somebody long enough, you'll... They'll finally go to sleep. And, you know, going to sleep in church, it, it ain't real good. I remember there in Acts chapter 20, this boy went to sleep. When Paul was preaching, he fell out of the third loft and he died. You know, if that happened to you, I can't raise the dead. I can't do that. <laughs> and I don't want it to happen, so we're going to stop right there. I thank you for your kind attention. I pray that God will give us grace just to 